This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast, episode number 68. I am your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always in this shiny new year is Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? Happy New Year! (laughs) I predict that we'll have a happy new year. (laughs) Or we'll have a new year, one way or another. We're definitely having a new year. (laughs) Yes, definitely new. Well, we didn't get to do our prediction episode. Whatever, it's all the same. We can make predictions any time of the year, though. I predict that there is going to be a huge security flaw with every Intel-powered computer chip, uh, computer system made in the last 10 years. Well, that won't affect Macs, though. Yeah, it will. Oh, yeah, it will. (laughs) (laughs) I heard, well... And uh, iPhones. And iPhones. Well, you know, our friend Tim Richter sent out a email uh, broadcast, which I'm going to forward on to my clients as well, because it's good information. But I think he said it does the uh, ARM and AMD as well. Uh, Meltdown doesn't, but Spectre does, if I recall. I'm Mm -hmm. getting the two confused, perhaps. But, yeah, there are two big, great, big, nasty flaws out there, which, uh, oh, boy. Yeah, I wish I had some great advice other than patch all your stuff, but it may be more complicated than that, as is often the case with these really high-profile security gaffes. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I haven't done any research on it. I've been really busy today. So it said patch your systems, and you alluded to that. So do you, do we even know what we can patch at this point? Yeah, Mac OS has already been patched. Uh, Linux kernels, I think uh, I, the patches are either out already or have been apply, applied. Microsoft has released an update, but depending on what you are running for security software, it may prevent the installation. Mm-hmm. So you need to check and find out if um, there is other action that's required before you can install the patches. Um, it's kind of a cluster bleep. Um, there's a lot of good resources we can put in, but if you, um, standard disclaimer, if you are not super technical and comfortable doing all this stuff, you want to call your IT provider and talk to them about getting your stuff patched. Mm -hmm. And that also applies to cloud vendors. I did notice that I had some, um, hypervisor maintenance reboots scheduled for me on uh, a couple of my cloud providers in uh, recent days, and now I know why. Um, so apparently this, uh, this flaw was under embargo with, um, you know, a lot of the major vendors, including Amazon and Microsoft, as far as their cloud infrastructures go. Okay. And, um, this is now, now we know why it's because they were going around and patching all their stuff before the, the official news was released on this flaw. So, um, yeah, we can put a couple links in the show notes if you are interested in more technical details, but one of the, um, 
One of the bad things about this was that uh, supposedly, depending on your application and what hardware and software you're running, you could be looking at a uh, noticeable slowdown in performance of your computer because of the nature of these problems. Essentially, uh, they stem from this advanced uh, procedure or the advanced uh, technique of prefetching data out of, uh, of memory to sort of predict what your uh, software program is going to be asking for next. <laughs> and if you, in short, you know, long and short is if you predict with the, the wrong, well, it's possible to do so in such a way that you um, get the processor to fetch stuff and reveal information that it really shouldn't be revealing. Okay. Um, actually, it reminded me a lot of uh, the Heartbleed vulnerability from a few years back, mm-hmm. where you know you could just ask the the um, uh, a, a remote computer for more data and it would give you all kinds of more data. Um, <laughs> it's somewhat similar to that in that respect, but essentially. Um, one of the workarounds or the patches cuts down on the uh, amount of predictions that it can do, and the result is slowness. Uh huh. So your computers, everybody's computers, might be getting slower as a result of this. <laughs> Makes me wonder if uh, there's going to be any class action lawsuits against Intel to make some lawyers rich. Oh man, <laughs> that kind of thing <laughs> makes me sick. Like, because you and I aren't going to see anything, you know. Maybe we'll see like a dollar per CPU or something like that that we have. But you know, you know, some attorney. If that happens, some attorney is going to be making like a hundred dollars per CPU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes. it's just the litigious society. I just yeah. That that irritates oh, me. me. Nuts. Yeah. They're me nuts. they're trying to make a good product, and there was a security mm-hmm. vulnerability. They didn't intentionally put it there. If they put it there, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's different. <laughs> That's different. If they knew about it and ignored it, that is also different. But it being there, being unaware, it, you know, to me, it is what it is. So. It's a gray area, but I don't think that lawyers should be getting rich off of it. No, no. And You and me. You know, you and me getting rich, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, where else where else can you sue somebody who has never done anything wrong and make money on them? <laughs> you know, the well, lawyer lawyers right, right. Because you got to defend it. And just to be clear, you're you're not saying that that Intel has never done anything wrong. No, no, no. But, I'm talking about people. But, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm talking about real people, not Intel. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Heartbleed. I mean, sorry, uh, melt, Meltdown Spectre. Go check out, patch what you can, and um, oh boy, yeah. Talk to your IT providers, and hopefully they know more about it and can brief you. What about our cars? Uh, Do they need to be patched? Got Intel processors in them? Got ARM processors in them? You probably do. Yeah. My car almost certainly does because (laughs) I'm driving a Tesla. (laughs) Yeah. I did notice, too, there was a software update available for it uh, just uh, in the last couple of days, too. So that might, uh, might have been related. Do you have a great big USB cable plugged into it? I don't. I don't. It's got onboard LTE. So. No. <laughs> it's got three parallel yeah. plugs right right where the engine should be. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm running on a nine-pin serial adapter. It, uh, 
<laughs> I get 9,600 bits per second on that puppy. <laughs> yeah. You pay attention to BOD. <laughs> BOD. BOD indeed. So, um, I, in side note, I noticed Bitcoin is back on the rise again. Is it? Because, it is. yeah. If I had put real money into it, I would be upset. <laughs> uh, I, I I put some money into it. I'd say it's pretty. I, well, my profits have been real anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's going. Uh, but um, yeah, so that's it's it's going. I don't think it's just a flash in the pan. The uh, the Wolf of Wall Street says that it's totally a bubble and it's going to go away. I tend not to believe that. Okay. I don't agree. So don't did agree. you did you get be- my twit on your tweet account? Your Twitter account? Yes. Yeah, actually, Scott got it, and he forwarded it to my attention, and uh, honestly, now I forgot what you said. <laughs> yeah, because it was a question. Yeah. But Blurring the Lines asked a question of Nizzer. Or no, no, it was uh, Sublime asked a question of Nizzer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, the question was, so if, you know, Bitcoin, I don't understand the valuation of Bitcoin, Bitcoin and so let's say that the dollar lost all of its value for one reason or another how does how is Bitcoin then valued how does it how do we all agree that it has value right nice try at hijacking the feedback portion of the not speeding in reverse podcast (laughs) but I will not fall for your little trap if you want the answer to Adam's question Tune in to the next episode of the Not Speeding in Reverse podcast, available nice. at a podcaster near you or at notspeedinginreverse.com. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm going to have to listen, aren't I? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, dear listener. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's a classic. Uh, that, that reminds me of the uh, you know old um, comic books, uh, like you know Marvel uh, crossovers. You know, this <laughs> yeah. happened in Uncanny X Men. But to be continued, you're gonna have to go buy a copy of X Factor. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Don't like to read X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, couple couple headlines. So, have you seen Star Wars now? Yes, I have. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Yep, I have yes. too. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, I know there's a lot of people who were complaining about it, um, but I have only heard about people complaining about it because I have not had the time or inclination to sit around and read forums and watch people bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I hear that there's a lot of that going on. And um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, I still have questions, which I'm sure they will get to eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it struck me, and I'm going to do my best not to give away anything. Um, certain aspects um, reminded me of like fan fiction or non-movie stuff that had been alluded to. Mm-hmm. that um you know we we always sort of thought but never saw yeah um particularly around the skywalker family tree mm-hmm. you know and i think you know what i'm talking about obviously mm-hmm. you know but we don't have a spoiler horn on this podcast like they do on the incomparable so i don't want to give any details yeah um but you know we saw some stuff that was like oh interesting okay 
Um, but there was also, um, you know, some aspects of where they said, okay, you know, we are, we're, we're moving on, you know, mm -hmm. this is a, it's, it's a definite more of a passing of the torch with this episode than the last one, you know, than the, uh, the force awakens, um, force awakens i thought was a nice you're like okay here's the old generation here's the next generation you know here they are together um and you'd think i guess by now oh no you know what my girlfriend still hasn't seen any of the star wars movies so i can't <laughs> talk about it but a major character is killed off in the force awakens and you'd think that that was a pretty good passing of the torch but this time I think it's even more pronounced, <laughs> you know, Yeah. right. This time it's like, okay, the, the torch has firmly been passed on to the next generation. Um, and you know, so, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I found it entertaining. Uh, I did only see it once, but I plan on seeing it again. Mm -hmm. And also another pitch for, uh, Tom Merritt's excellent podcast. Pretend I'm dumb about star Wars. Yeah absolutely hilarious i love it i love it i love it and um it is it's hilarious he talks about uh star wars as if you knew nothing about star wars what would you think of star wars mm -hmm. and um it's it's hilarious and uh it's it's classic so i definitely definitely recommend you check it out cool maybe we'll have an episode that we list completely as a spoiler and just go nuts <laughs> oh spoiler episode sure yeah <laughs> well in in typical second second movie of any three-part movie you always expect this is the stress you know you know the stressor movie you know the right. uh you know classical literature the antagonist and the protagonist this is their most you know stressful part of the three-part book you know because you don't get resolution till the very end of the third part yeah. <laughs> so, so it fit the yep. fit that terms, and but it was good. It did lend a lot of questions, like you said. Um, I didn't. I don't know. I just some people hold things like that, like it as if it were a religion, and it's it's fiction and it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. I, <laughs> I did hear that. I forget where one of the podcasts I was listening to. They said that there is a. Some I don't remember what country or what district or whatnot, but a large portion of the population identify their religious preference as Jedi. <laughs> so it kind of is like a religion, dude. So well, actually, uh, what's his name? Lucas kind of based it around um, uh, Buddhism. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that, that was his influences. Buddhism, yeah. 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 No, so. that, that's that's pretty apparent. Uh, there's, yep. But, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, overall, I liked it. Um, I do plan on seeing it again, and uh, hopefully again in the theaters. I think it's worth going back. Uh, this time, maybe maybe on a cheat day, so I can have some popcorn too. Did you have? Uh, did you go to the IMAX in 3D? Uh, I didn't go to. What did I do? No, I didn't. This was not. I didn't see it in. Uh, in 3d i don't think so this was just a flat screen okay yeah, yeah. Not, not we 3D. did the the imax in 3d and then they've got the big like lounge chairs so you you yes. sit and lean back and everything i really enjoyed yep. that so i mean yep. we only go to the theater 
once a year and that's when the new star wars comes out so i don't mind spending ah. close to a hundred dollars for the four of Ooh, us yeah. uh, i was gonna say that's a big that's what happens when you have a family yeah there's four <laughs> of us but we only go once a year because that's how often although we'll have to go twice this year because you know han solo is coming out in april is april or may and we got to see that uh, i thought you i thought you were gonna say we only go we only go once a year because that's all we can afford because it's so damn expensive <laughs> yeah. we gotta save yeah, for up me, kids. i'm more i'm more looking forward to uh, the marvel movies coming out this year mm-hmm Black Panther looks awesome. Uh, uh, Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War looks awesome. Um, I'm excited. Cool. So, cool. So, uh, yeah, I, I jokingly titled this, this portion. <laughs> I, I combined a couple things. I called yeah. it Star Wars Return of the Echo Dot. Return of the Echo Dot. So, I got a bad Echo Dot. The first one, first one ever. And what happens is I program it. And it works all day. I get up in the morning. It no longer works. So I delete it, reprogram it, rinse and repeat. And this happened for th- three days. And of course, it's a it's a thirty dollar item. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, so I spent my time on it, and I I call or I sent a chat to an Amazon person support, and I said, look, I'm an IT professional. I've done. Here's all the things that I've done. I've reset it. I've, you know, I keep re- having to reset it. I've tried it in different, you know, all the all the basic troubleshooting stuff that you would do. And he he said, "Well, I'm not going to make you do any of that stuff again." Which I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> he said, "I'm just going to send you another echo." I'm like this is the best tech support chat ever. Now I haven't received the new <laughs> one yet. But what one thing I did think was funny, so it was unplugged sitting on my desk and he connected to it. He, he said, well, I'm connected and diagnostics report back that everything is fine. Like, well, that's interesting considering it's not plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> How did your call to Amazon Echo support get routed to Tesla roadside assistance support? Because I swear I had a very similar experience. Maybe that. Well, and you know, I I didn't think about it till just now. It it didn't occur to me. I wonder if there's another device out there with the same Mac ID. I mean, it is possible. It's not highly... Oh, wait, what? No. Nope, nope. As a CISSP, I will uh, tow the party line and inform you that it is not possible. MAC addresses are guaranteed to be unique. There is no way you could ever have a collision. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. My I... tongue is so far in my cheek, it's coming out my ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've cloned systems, and all of a sudden there's yeah. MAC, MAC conflicts somebody might have Mac cloned addresses can be defined and changed in software there can be conflicts note to that isc <laughs> squared <laughs> i well, know i'm spouting acronyms that mean nothing to uh, to several of our listener but that's okay oh <laughs> uh, so so tell us what happened in in your star wars side of the universe oh well <laughs> I, my side of the uh, is called star wars the furnace awakens <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
So that means it must have been asleep. Yes. Yes, it was last night during a record blizzard. And uh, as we head into a weekend with record low temperatures predicted, my furnace quit, Awesome. which is which is awesome. Yeah, I sat around um, like uh, yesterday, uh, work from home because, you know, colossal blizzard up here in the northeast mm-hmm. and um, which is hilarious now, too, because I have three cars four cars that I am sort of responsible for at the moment. (laughs) My dad's minivan, which I still am in possession of. So you can still use that as the podcast artwork. (laughs) My former roommate's car, because he's traveling on business and I said he could leave it here while he does that. Uh, My girlfriend's car, because she's just returning tomorrow. She's en route right now from Singapore and my brand new Tesla model S. Uh-huh. So uh, it's great fun when you have a severe blizzard and you have four cars that you're responsible for. Lots of fun, especially <laughs> when there's no one else to help, you know, take care of them, move them, shuffle them off. So uh, fun times. But uh, anyway, I was um, watching throughout the day and uh, this had happened a couple times before where my furnace stopped giving off heat. Everything seemed to run fine, except it was not blowing hot air. It was just blowing air. And as is sort of implied, if it's not blowing hot air, it's kind of blowing cold air. Yeah. And that was happening a lot. And so I had tried rebooting it, which I had done in the past, which had usually fixed the problem. And I was even able to do it by the by my nest. So I had found out that I could just set the mode from heat to off or echo, mm-hmm. uh, eco or off mode actually off. And uh, as soon as I turn it back to heat, boom, heat starts coming out again. I'm like great, wonderful. So um, happened yesterday and rebooting it, also powering it off, also going through the proper cycle to power it down, leave it off for ten minutes, shut off all this, check all the gauges, etc. None of that made it work. Uh. So I called my plumber and um, plumbing heating expert, not wanting to like, you know, pay a super duper emergency bill last night, called and left a voicemail. Uh, he called me back promptly and you know, I was on the phone at the time. So he left me a message saying he would be here this morning. Mm-hmm. I told him, I said, like, I'm, I'll be okay tonight. I'll be fine. And uh, surprisingly, my living room temperature only dropped to about 48 degrees. Which I know it doesn't sound, you know, it doesn't sound great, but given that, um, well, outside right now it's 12 (laughs) and, uh, I was kind of surprised, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised, but, uh, I grabbed a space heater and I kept that in my bedroom last night. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this morning I dragged it downstairs to the living room and I also fired up the oven, my auxiliary (laughs) space heater. Your auxiliary. Yeah. I like it. So for about the cost of, uh, you know, like baking some chicken wings or so, I uh, was able to get the heat back up to about 58 degrees, which, you know, wearing shoes and smart wool socks and long pants and a hoodie was was fine. I was I was okay. Plumber showed up, said, yeah, there was some moisture here and there. You know, keep your eye on this uh, intake because it probably just got a lot of snow in it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they cleaned off uh, one of the nozzles a little bit and it's running fine. So, yay, happy, learned a lot there. So now you know you got to keep your compressor clean out there. Yes, sir. <laughs> I do, but, you know, it, the way I look at it, this was an education. Now mm-hmm. I know. I now previously I- did not know. Now mm-hmm. I know. So great. So the furnace is working now and uh, I'm very happy about that. 
So, so, so I guess you, I also, you only have one source of heat? Well, Other than not, your auxiliary units with quotes around them? Yes. <laughs> yes. What also made it harder to troubleshoot is the fact that it is the only thing powered by gas in my condo. My water heater is electric, mm-hmm. and my um, cook stove is electric. Okay. So it's not like I could walk over to the burner and just fire it up and like, oh, look, I have gas. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I also spent some time yesterday, finally got around to uh, applying um, a little bit, last bits of weather stripping to uh, one of the, to my front door and sealed up another uh, couple of windows, which I didn't think were that drafty, but... Suddenly, when it, when the temperature really drops and the wind really picks up, you find the presence of drafts is revealed much yeah. more blatantly <laughs> than previous. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I patched up my bedroom and um, also my uh, my third floor, the the attic, the loft here at, uh, at my place, and it uh, I feel a difference. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, I also got a callback yesterday from uh, Mass Save. That's um, our efficiency uh, nonprofit, which is funded by the energy companies to help you, you know, have more, uh, basically with energy uh, saving techniques and things that you can do mm-hmm. to cut your, your costs. And um, I had called them sometime in mid-December to schedule an energy audit. They said, we'll call you back to schedule in a couple of weeks. I was like, okay. okay. They called back and I scheduled it two months from now. Oh, man. <laughs> so sometime this spring, someone will come and do my energy audit. I'm like, okay, well, I'll do what I can now on my own. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I'm looking at uh, replacing a bunch of the windows and, um, you know, I'm doing got to do something for the front door and mm-hmm. whatever else be able to do. So that'll be, uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, but, hey. <laughs> Duct tape so, and plastic. Duct tape and chewing gum. Well, I got some <laughs> yeah. silly putty right here. Yeah. Well, do a small, small gap. Although that that was like your car ex- value of silly putty is. That was like your expensive silly putty, though, wasn't it? No, this is not my uh, physical therapy silly putty. This is <laughs> like ninety nine cent or dollar twenty nine silly putty. All right. But wonder what the R value of silly putty is. Ah. I can't think it's all that high. <laughs> it would definitely fill in a crack hole, you know, like <laughs> where Absolutely. where you could feel air. It would definitely fill that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. fill in the gaps. Mind the gap. <laughs> Mind the gap. <laughs> yeah. all, right. all right. What else we got? You had put down as a main topic fitness goals. Oh, that was for that was for prediction day. Uh, I mean, do we have? Oh, that, lame. lame. <laughs> about fitness we're gonna, gonna predict fitness i i really want to hear about the tesla so this is uh, <laughs> <laughs> or is it still too soon i mean are, are you like still in the middle of it or is it still too painful <laughs> yes it is because uh we haven't covered enough pain yet i need to warm up for that let's talk about my experience selling stuff on facebook marketplace <laughs> okay speaking of pain <laughs> speaking of pain so I have sold a few things on Facebook Marketplace now, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I see in the foreseeable future I will continue to have only sold a few things on Facebook Marketplace because I don't <laughs> intend on wasting my time on there anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I sold my old coffee grinder from the coffee shop uh, a few months back. It was mm-hmm. earlier this summer. 
I figured, you know, I had brought it down from my place in Vermont. I had it in my Somerville apartment. I had, I'm in a Somerville condo. I moved it to my Medford condo, uh, where I stopped using it because it was just so darn big. Yeah. Did it grind better than my current little Mr. Coffee, you know, little tabletop grinder? Yes, but it just wasn't worth the space that it was hogging. Yeah. Plus, in my new location, it simply did not fit under the counter, under the uh, the cupboards over the mm-hmm. counter. So, you know, it was a good time to unload it. I listed it online. I forgot, you know, I listed it a little higher. The person offered me so much for it. And then they asked, uh, do you ever come to Manchester, New Hampshire? That's like an hour away from where I live. <laughs> now, as it happens, I pass by there every time I go back and forth to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I was like, sure, you know, no problem. I'll be happy to. They, they gave me a time. It was convenient. They would meet me right off the highway. No problem. I made an exception. Yeah. Um, uh, last month or so sometime, I sold my uh, Blue Yeti microphone, something mm-hmm. that I had bought, you know, expressly for podcasting, and switched back to the cheaper, simpler, and just as good sounding as, you know, in my opinion, Blue Snowball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just never really saw the appeal of the Yeti. It just didn't, I, you know, didn't get it. Uh, packaged it up, original packaging, good as new. Listed it higher than I expected to get. Had an offer, you know, for about what I expected. The guy offered me cash. He would come and get it. 30 minutes later, he showed up. Transaction complete. Success. Nice. Great. All right. So one, you know, there, you know, people are haggling you down a little bit. Okay, fine. I tried to then sell my spare queen-sized bed, which I had brought down from Vermont. The plan was I was going to put it up in the guest in the guest bedroom here. Doesn't fit up the staircase. <laughs> so I said, all right, well, let me try to sell it. So I listed it on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Really nice bed, hardwood, really sturdy, good quality stuff. Uh, listed it for 400 bucks. Had a couple inquiries. Someone asked, you know, do you deliver? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a truck. Uh, I, I, yeah, not delivering. No, that's not part of the deal here. Had someone uh, contact me, and uh, a large number of the people contacting me on Facebook Marketplace are native Spanish speakers. Mm-hmm. And some of them apparently are only Spanish speakers. So that's fun, you know, going back and forth with my limited knowledge of Spanish and Google Translate. I had this one, we're going back and forth on it, and she finally says, okay, you know, where is it? Here it is. All right, can I pick it up tomorrow? Yes. And then she asks, how much is it? And I'm like, it's a little late in the conversation to be asking that, especially since the price has been posted yeah. the whole time. It's not like this is a mystery, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I sent her a screenshot, you know, $400 right here, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, I thought it was 300 And I was like, this is either a negotiating tactic or you're just clueless. <laughs> I was like, yeah. whatever, never mind. Yeah. I approached my um, one of my tenants and I said, just wondering, would you have any use for this? Because I'd you know, be happy to just tack this on, add it right onto the lease, no charge. Do you want to have this, you know, uh, because, you know, I knew they were they're just getting started in this their first place and stuff. And he was like, oh, that'd be great. So I was like, all right. So I get to sort of hold on to it. I get to partially furnish my, um, you know, one of my rental properties, which, you know, can drive up the value for mm-hmm. my next tenant there. And, and, you know, there you go. So. 
Cool. Make lemonade. And I did deliver, you know, <laughs> since it's less, you know, like less than a mile away or a mile, about a mile away from my place. So um, my final thing is right um, right before Christmas, I had heard that Apple AirPods were selling used for $200. Uh, that sounds gross. Apple, <laughs> well, because Apple is not shipping them. Apple is, uh, they're, they're, I think they may have started just now or next week for delivery. They totally botched it and missed the Christmas holiday. Oh, wow. And due to my growing frustration with the AirPods, which kept falling out of my ears, I said, well, now's my chance. Mm -hmm. So I listed them on Facebook Marketplace and I listed them at full retail price. Mm -hmm. Look, if people are getting 200 bucks for these on Amazon, then I'll, you know, I'll just be i'll be reasonable i'll just ask list price 159 oh. yeah right off the bat i start getting offers 70 100 <laughs> you know like nah nah whatever had a couple of people you know like oh are they still available yeah w- would you take this much for them I'm like yeah no would would you take 100 for them I'm like nah no nah. you know i had gotten one guy had gotten me down to 120 mm-hmm. and uh, he's like you can't do 100 i was like I can, but for a hundred, I would just hang on to them and give them away as a birthday present in a couple of months. <laughs> like, why would I do that? You yeah, know? No, this is my price. Another guy was, you know, offered one thirty, and he was going to drive to meet me. He said he was driving over from Worcester, Massachusetts, which is I forget how far away that is from here, but you know, like forty-five minutes or so, maybe. I yeah. think it depends on traffic, maybe more or less. Guy drives over. And, you know, I said in the description, they're used. I had pictures of them showing them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he gets them, open them up, and, you know, I had put them all back in in the original packaging, you know, presented and stuff. Nice. Yeah. I cleaned them very meticulously. Opens up. He starts taking a look at them. He's looking at them very carefully, very close. He's like, eh, can you do any better on the – are you firm on the price? Because you can tell they're used. It's like – yeah, yeah. I told you they were used right off the bat. It's not like I was hiding that fact. The yeah, title was used AirPods. Bang! <laughs> condition used. Yeah. Very good, right? And I said, so I just pulled out my phone and I showed him all of the inquiries that I had gotten. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm holding firm on the price. Oh, I may have to ask my sister. I called it. Sister didn't want them. It's like, all right, you know, Merry Christmas. This was like day before Christmas or Christmas. Uh, I think it was the 23rd. I was like, hey, man, you know, no worries. So then I had another person message me. Hey, do you have them? Yep. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Haggle, haggle, haggle. And I had updated the description on this. No, I do not deliver. Yes, I am firm on the price. <laughs> right? Right in the description. So, and then I still get someone offers me, you know, like, someone sends me a note, 80. That's it. And then, like, half an hour later, okay, 120. I'm like, I'm not even responding, right? <laughs> and then I think it might have been a different person who, like, offered me some and was like, okay, I can come. Could I pick them up today? I was like, absolutely. You know, this is the street I'm on. What time? Uh, you know, can I be there at 10 o'clock? Sure. I'll see you then. 10 o'clock rolls around. He doesn't show up. 1030 rolls around. He doesn't show up. I'm like, all right, enough of that. I list them on eBay. (laughs) 
there you I go. I sold on eBay for a long time, but I'm like, this is a trivial matter. It's not like I'm trying to ship a bed, so yeah. I can handle you know shipping these things. And eBay now has a the, like they facilitate payments by PayPal because mm-hmm. same company. Um, they integrate shipping with Stamps.com, so they print your label for you. It's all you know said. Yeah, I put in and I just said, you know, here's my starting price and go. And boom, 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 it ran up to $130 very quickly. And then it creeped up to 131 138 And then I looked and I had the uh, add-on kit, the um, Insignia kit to hold them onto your ears, the various mm-hmm. ones that had tried and failed to get to work. And I was like, well, I don't have any use for these. I'm a- amending the item. I'm including these, you know, Insignia <laughs> yeah. kit spy. Here's all these adapters and cables and hooks and things. Mm-hmm. I ended up selling them for $154. There you go. <laughs> I said, yeah. that works. That, that works. Oddly enough, it was from someone in Burlington, Vermont, too. Huh. Which I thought was kind of funny. So, uh, so yeah, I went down uh, day after, uh, what, um, day after New Year's and then uh, sold them off, dropped them in the, in the mail, and on their way. Woohoo. So, they, they were not woe and loss. They were profit and fun. <laughs> but you notice that I did not sell them on Facebook for woe and loss. eBay for fun and profit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, technically, I didn't make a profit because I did buy two of those Insignia kits. Uh-huh. Spent $159 plus 40 you know, because each one was 29 So I spent $199, but, you know, I had them for like six months or so. And, you know, getting – that's not terrible, you know. Spend 190, get some use out of it, get sell it for 150 for technology equipment. Uh, I'll take that. So, did you get anybody trying to barter with you? I did ask somebody. Asked, do you trade? <laughs> yeah. And I replied, I think I have enough quote unquote stuff. Right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For extra stuff in my life. Yeah. Actually, that's the opposite of what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get rid of stuff. I think the last thing I listed on Craigslist, I cannot remember what it was. It may have been our van. Uh, and I, I know that I've gotten offers for somebody to tile my bathroom in lieu of payment. They, they would tile my bathroom. And I've also got, uh, would, they, would I trade for a boat? <laughs> Depends on the boat. Yeah. Well, my boat. Well, yeah, you live in Nashville. Maybe that's not so appealing to you. Yeah. Well, we've got tons of water. We got lots of lakes around us, but uh, a boat won't get my daughters to school. <laughs> Maybe they need to enroll in a different school. <laughs> yeah. We need to get closer to the water, and they need to get closer to the the school. Needs to move closer to water. So works for me. <laughs> oh okay so let's 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 hear about the tesla because i you know my comments to you were like this is the best week ever you've got pictures of you with your tesla pictures of you drinking a beer after you got your tesla you know (laughs) thumbs up smiling wings. beer and wings smile you know it's like hey this is the perfect week i know it's awesome and yeah, then. it was great. <laughs> and then reality sunk in. <laughs> yeah, so my experience with my Tesla was not wonderful. Um, not what I had hoped, and certainly not what I expected. It is getting better 
Um, I'll leave it at that. Right now, I'm I'm happy again, but I'm not happy with the uh, experience that I had to go through to get here. Um, so um, I got the Tesla, and again, you know, at least temporarily, right now, I'm unable to charge it at home, which mm-hmm. is the recommended way, just like a cell phone. I understood that limitation going in. Okay. Um, I got the car and promptly, you know, we drove it around a little bit. OMG, this thing is awesome. Uh-huh. I drove it to a detailing shop at the suggestion of my friend to have a ceramic uh, protective coating put on it. Okay. Including, uh, you know, paint protectors like a, you know, you've seen like hood deflectors on the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like flat, you know, it's like it puts right on, you know, it's like an extra coating uh, instead of like a, something that sticks up. Right. Uh, so it protects the nose, uh, protects the mirrors, the bumper, uh, and then a full-on ceramic coating all over the entire car. So I had to do that, and because of the weather, they needed to keep it for an extra day. So I picked up the car on a Wednesday, but I wouldn't get it back until Saturday. <sighs> okay, fine. <laughs> easy come, easy go. <laughs> so I got it, dropped it off. Saturday, I go back and pick it up. Oh, man, it's looking amazing. This is great. I can't wait. You know, mm-hmm. I'm really, really excited. I get it and start driving around. And, of course, I'm driving like a maniac, seeing how much it can accelerate. And, you know, when you drive like a maniac and you have a lead foot, the battery goes down faster. Yeah. Uh, faster. Okay. I understand. A lot faster. Okay. So I got home after that, a couple trips back and forth. Um, you know, my, my buddy Thomas, who's a, a motorhead, um, he wanted to, you know, he, he's probably probably more excited about me getting the car than I am, to be honest. He's uh-huh. like so excited and you know, telling me all these things about, oh, you got to do this and this and this and that, yada, yada. He wants to go for a ride. I'm like, great. Okay. Um, you know, he was, he met me and gave me a ride down to the dealership so that I could, you know, drive my car home. And then afterwards I was like, well, you know, like the least I can do is all, we love chicken wings. So I was like, let me, you know, come back to my place. We'll watch star Wars and eat some chicken wings. And he's like, great. Sounds fun. So we drove back to his place, dropped off his car, drove to my place. And, um, then, you know, when we finished watching star Wars, drove him back to his place again. And now it's getting really cold at this time. (laughs) Right. And my, uh, tire pressure sensors are warning low tire pressure. Huh? Like, huh? Well, you'd think that they would have inflated it enough at the dealership so that, you know, it would handle that, but no, it didn't. So we get to sit outside for like, you know, 15 minutes or so pumping up the tires at his place. Like Mm -hmm. he's got this little you know, electric compressor. Oh yeah. He's got that. Puff and and puff. And it's right. And it's plugged (laughs) into my battery, you know, uh, power Uh port. Uh huh. So that's affecting the battery. It's like blowing a Uh, hairdryer. Exactly. Running it with the cold weather, uh, running it with the heat on all the time. That's affecting the battery. All, so all these things, it's dramatically dropping, you know? So my advertised range of 249 miles. Oh, by the way, we don't recommend that you normally charge the battery up to 100%. We recommend that you charge it only up to 90%. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so I've just lost, uh, well, let me do the math, 249 miles range times point one or point 0.9. Okay, so I should have a, a range of 224 miles. Well, no, fully charged is probably going to be more like 215. Like, well, where did that extra few percentage guy whatever okay understand battery you know 
yeah. percentage. They 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 chant. Fine. I'll okay. Great. But you know, I'll, I'll right, deal so with now it. Now I'm down to like 215 miles from. Uh, I can still safely get to Vermont, all the way to my parents' place if I had to. There's a couple of superchargers along the way. Not a problem. You know, my 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 intent was still to be able to go. You know, commute back and forth to New Hampshire when I need to. Not a problem. Everything's gonna be fine. So, um, New Year's Eve, I was invited to a party in Vermont. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, let's load it up. Let's do this. So I load it all up, <laughs> head out on, and I'm <laughs> scooting up the highway. Party and music, I can hear it. <laughs> party music is going. I've got autopilot engaged. I am, you know, flying up the highway, going to a show, stopping <laughs> all the byways, etc. So I go to um, stop at a byway, and um, there's a supercharger at a rest area on the way up. Perfect. Going to stop off or charge it as a supercharger station. Oh wait, sorry, I skipped. <laughs> I missed some of the the fun from the from the uh, from that night. I was losing sleep. Rewind, rewind, rewind. I should really make you edit this, but I'm not I'm a nicer person. Rewind. So I um, was worried that, you know, the battery life was dropping faster than, than I had thought. And since I don't yet have an external, I don't even have an external power outlet here at the place, I'm planning on putting one so I can at least just charge it with a 240 volt, you know, uh, cable. Right. Um, I... Um, Took it to a local EV station. I couldn't sleep. I had one you know, rare night. I had, had a lot of caffeine and I went to bed early. So I woke up at like 4 a.m. Can't sleep. Well, maybe we'll do something about, you know, do something productive. Let's go get the, ch- the Tesla charged up. So there's an EV charge point station nearby at a local bank. I'm like, I'll just go there. All right. So I hop in the car, zip on down. I look at it. Okay. This is a charge point station. I need to actually have an account there. So pull out my phone, set up an account on charge point, even though it's free, this, this station is supposedly free. It's part of the charge point network. And so they charge you to do it. Okay. Go into the trunk, bust out the adapter that I need to connect from a, you know, a charge point station into a supercharger, put it in, plug it in, tap, took a little bit of, you know, finagling, um, it took me about 10 minutes or so to figure it all out, plugged it in and boom, it's charging. Okay. Finally waited for a few minutes and I see it's picking up like, you know, something like 11 or 12 miles per hour of range. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, so fair enough. So I sat there for a bit, made sure it was going to go. It was cold. It was dark out. You know, it's like, we're talking like 5 AM. Um, so I call a lift and ride home. Great. Got to lift home. Everything's fine. I go back and suddenly I can fall asleep again. So maybe I was just sitting there stressing about how I'm going to charge my car. Mm-hmm. I get back. All right. Everything's fine in the morning. It's nice out. I'm not going to get a lot of exercise because I plan on sitting in the car all day and going to a party where we're going to be playing board games and drinking beer. Mm-hmm. So I decide, well, it's frigid cold. What do I do? I'll bundle up and I'll walk to my car, of course. <laughs> so I do that. Uh-huh. And you know, it was it was cold and stuff, but hey, you know, it's exercise, so I'm uh, I, I dealt with it. I got there, cars got like a you know, I forget how much range it had at that point, but uh, you know, like 130 miles or so. Easily, you know, the charging station I want to get to is like 56 miles away, so more than twice the range I need. Even in this cold weather, it should be fine. Right. So it's great. I go to disengage. Uh, the charging plug comes right out, but the adapter doesn't come out. 
<laughs> so is it frozen? Gas. No, I don't know exactly what was going on, but you know the the cap. It's like it's like sort of like you know you leave the the the, the gas cap off and you know the door is open, so I can't can't close the darn thing. And my yoga class starts in like ten minutes. So I was like, mm-hmm. ah. <laughs> Ah, well, I'll figure this out. I call Tesla support and I'm on hold for, uh, you know, several minutes. And I was like, all right, whatever. And they say, well, we need you to go back, you know, just, just plug the thing back in and do this incantation. And, you know, you'll have to do something. We'll have to open up the trunk and you'll hold this button and that button and this and that. And I was like, I'm going to have to call you back when I, I'm, I'm not there anymore. I couldn't wait. He said, no problem. I go to yoga class, everything's fine. New Year's Eve yoga class, 90 minutes long. Wonderful, I'm psyched, I feel wonderful. Mm-hmm. I go back to the charging station, I'm like, all right, let's fix this up. So I tap to connect, plug it back in again, call Tesla, I'm like, all right, what do I do? And the guy says, oh, just press and hold the trunk button and that should release it. Uh-huh. Why the hell didn't the last guy say that? I go out, press and hold the trunk button, pops right out. Pops right out, yeah. You know... A guy could have told me that and saved me a hassle, but no, no, he didn't. Okay, fine, wonderful. All right, that's it. Quick stop home, load up the car full of all the stuff, and I go. Zoom! Driving <laughs> along. I get up to the Tesla charging station, and I have just about 50 miles of range left. Mm-hmm. No problem. I'm at a supercharger, you know, and, I'm, and I understand it's really cold, so I might even need like an hour to fully charge it in this weather. Yeah. Uh, from where I'm at. Like, whatever. You know what? I can, there's a place, there's a coffee shop inside. I've got my new book on yin yoga that I need to read. Wonderful. It's going to be fun. Plug in. Not charging. Oh. Uh. It's not charging. And um, <laughs> it's not charging. And at the same time, it's giving me errors saying that I need to insert the, the charging cable. And it's also telling me that I need to remove the charging cable. <laughs> As you might guess, I'm a little confused. <laughs> this is, at this point, it's like one thirty in the afternoon. Another Tesla pulls up next to me. Okay. Yeah. Now, at this point, I've tried two different ports, and then I tried a third charging port, because there's eight charge ports at this location. Okay. So I've tried three different ones, and I'm getting the same results all of them. All, all three of them. This other guy pulls up in a nice white Tesla. He gets out. I'm like, hi, excuse me. I said, really sorry to bother you. I said, how do you like your Tesla? He said, oh, I love it. This is my fourth one. I said, this is my first time at a Tesla supercharger. Can I just watch how you're doing this? Because I obviously I'm doing something wrong. He's like, sure. He goes up, pulls the pump you know, thing off the thing, plugs it in. He's like, that's it. Yeah. I was like, all right, I swear I tried that and it's not working for me, right? <laughs> he goes over, he plays with it, and he's like, no, something's not right. It's not, it should be just working. Okay, great. I said, like, hey, thank you very much. I call support. I had called them and left a message because, you know, I'm guaranteed I won't lose my place in line if I leave them a message. Great. So that's what I did. Well, I didn't get any messages. I didn't get any calls back after like an hour. So I called them <laughs> again. And sure enough, I get through to somebody. No one ever called me back. Uh-huh. So I lost my place in line. I'm sorry. I don't care what they say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, explain what was going on. And this person said, oh, okay. Uh, oh. And she sounds like really concerned and confused. She's like, oh, well, you know, can you just go where you're going? I'm like, no, I can't. And, and, and furthermore, I don't think I can get home at this point. Because uh-huh. I'm stuck in between the two. And this is, you know, I'm at a supercharger. So she calls up plugshare.com and finds locations near me 
and says, well, you should try, you know, getting to one of these places. I'm like, okay, but how long is this going to take to charge? Right. Cause you know, like I'm trying to get to a place now that's like 70 miles away from where I am. And I was really counting on the supercharger to get me where I'm going. Well, we'll, we'll have to see, but you know, can you, well, first let's, let's get your charge card charged in. Okay, fine. Whatever. So, um, I drive a little bit further North, get off and, uh, in, um, the, the bow New Hampshire exit in Hooksett, And I go to the local Ford dealership, swing by there. Both charge ports are full. Two cars there taking them up. Uh-huh. Darn it. Proceed down to the Toyota dealership and two empty charge ports, two EV plugs. All right, great. So I'm a little concerned now because it worked at the dealership. They charged it with a supercharger. Since then, I charged at an EV charger station mm-hmm. now i'm back at an you know and then i went to a supercharger and it didn't work 50 odds is this going to work at an ev station <laughs> or is it not <laughs> i plug it in and thank goodness it is working okay but it is now and has been all day well below freezing and the temperature continues to drop mm-hmm. i'm sitting in my car and they're giving me helpful advice like don't run the radio don't run the lights and don't use the heater mm-hmm. as these will make it take longer to charge and dramatically, you know, decrease your range. Guess what, sweetie? It's well below freezing. I'm using the damned heater. (laughs) And furthermore, as I'm sitting here waiting for the charge, not moving, I'm using the heater. So I'm watching my charge rate go from anywhere from 11 miles per hour to 9 miles per hour, and I have like 10 miles of range. So at minimum, it's going to take me five hours if I want to get home. (laughs) Not acceptable. I call roadside assistance again. I'm like, send a truck. (laughs) This is ridiculous. And furthermore, yes, it is charging at an EV station, but it did not charge at a supercharger. Mm -hmm. And And they say, oh. And the supercharger is supposed to be faster, right? dramatically faster okay (laughs) supposed to be many miles per hour okay as opposed to 10 or 3 or 6 or whatnot okay so supposedly it's going to be a lot faster okay great um but i'm not at a supercharger because that didn't work so they say okay we'll send a tow truck but it's coming up from the boston area and it might take two hours to get to you. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I so can't, I sit there. I, I can't find that chat because I knew you had sent me a chat. I was looking for the, uh, you were thinking about burning dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, that was why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm sitting there and, you know, an hour and a half had gone by and still no word. No one's called me back to tell me, you know, the last I heard was they'll, they'll call you when they're on their way. No one has called me and almost two hours has gone by. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting hungry. So I'm like, all right, well, screw it. I, uh, I unplug, drive a mile back up the street to the uh, local gas station where there's a subway. Why don't you just and, get some uh, gas while you're there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much for my idea of trolling uh, gas stations, right? <laughs> ah, so that so that didn't work. Um, but I did have a a, a small um, you know marinara um, uh, sub, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so I'm hanging out there. Okay, great. This is so much fun. 
Um, I get, I eat my my uh, wolf down my uh, sandwich and zip on back because I don't want the tow truck to show up while I'm gone and you know lose my place in line or whatnot. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's great. So I, I I go back and I'm still waiting. Not there. Two hours exactly have gone by, and then I don't remember at this point. I think I had to call or maybe they called me. I think they may have called me like a little just around then. Oh, that's right. I hadn't heard anything. I sent a tweet <laughs> and I tweeted at Tesla and Elon Musk complaining about the customer service. And within like a minute, I got a call back. <laughs> pretty sure it was just a coincidence, but it was pretty hilarious. Just to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was that was entertaining, to say the least. Uh, and they say, oh, yeah, the you know, the uh, the the tow truck will be there within like 30 minutes. I'm like, All right. Whatever. So I'm still waiting. Hanging out and um, not, um, not, you know, not, not, not seeing him yet. Um, then I get a call. Then I get a call from the driver who says that he was in some residential neighborhood. I'm like, well, no, I'm, I'm right down here. This is where I'm <laughs> the right address at a Toyota dealership. Mm-hmm. You know, five minutes later, he shows up. Okay, great. They're going to load the car up. And I have video of this where it seems, now it might be wrong, I need to double check, I haven't had a chance to examine the car just yet, but it certainly seemed like, and the driver also thought, that he scraped the nose of my car on the bed of the flatbed as he was loading it. Yeah, I would think so. There's a, there's a, there's a scrunching sound, and I have it on video. Because I was so excited, like, oh, look, here's my first experience with my Tesla, it's getting Dude, this is so much fun. Oh, dear Lord. It's on the so bottom side. To, yeah. I have to look at it to make sure that is really what happened. Um, I did send it to Tesla customer service uh, because they asked about it. but um, So I'm not sure just yet. It might have just been when the wheels touched it. But the driver also was concerned because he got out and then put it put boards on to drive up the boards instead of you know the ramp so you make like an extra incline yeah um so i wasn't the only one who thought that you know he had scraped the nose loads it up great it's loaded there we drive it he brings me back drops me off at my place allows me to unload my car and then drops it off at the local service center which Mm -hmm. is down a water town it's about 10 miles away now before i left it i took out all my valuables and i re hung the placard that the detailing company had given me which expressly says in large friendly all capital letters do not wash <laughs> because the ceramic coating needs two weeks to set properly and mm-hmm. if you wash it beforehand you might damage it and it may not be um it may not be uh, uh safe yeah May not may not may, uh, may, may not, not, may not cure properly or yeah may not cure it may not be you know it may start peeling and flaking and not do the job. Remember, I just paid like twenty five hundred dollars for this. <laughs> yeah. So um, New Year's Day. So this is all on New Year's Eve. New Year's Day. I haven't heard anything back. But I expect the service center is closed. But yeah. I call Tesla roadside assistance again just to check and just making sure. Do I need to do anything or you know what's the deal here? 
woman I'm on the phone with says, oh, yeah, this is a known problem with some, some recent models. There's a, there's a defect. They've got a very quick fix. They just need to file down something in the charge port. It's a known problem only with superchargers. doesn't happen with the adapters. <laughs> it's like, oh, so this person, who's like the fifth person I've spoken to at Tesla Support since yesterday, she knows it's a known problem. No one mm -hmm. else seemed to know about this problem, or at least if it did, they didn't want to say anything about it. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, okay, well, if it's a known problem, why'd you even ship it with it? You know, why didn't you <laughs> fix it while you had it at the dealership? <laughs> yeah. It's part of the maintenance of taking it off the truck or, yeah, d before uh -huh. delivery. Because <laughs> it only takes like five minutes to fix. Well, it may take only five minutes to fix, but when you don't get to it all day... <laughs> You need to keep it until the end of the day, and then you need to keep it overnight to charge. Wonderful. Great. Keep it. Bring it back the next day. They sip it back the next day, and they had washed it. Oh. <laughs> and still hanging off the rearview mirror is the tag, which says, do not wash, in large, friendly letters. Mm-hmm. So I call the service manager. I'm like, hi, just got the car. Oh, yes, Mr. Nicolaitis. Yes, how can I help you? I was like, so uh, I just got my car back. Did you wash it? I was like, yes, we did. Did you see the placard hanging off the rear view, which says do not wash because I spent thousands of dollars on the ceramic coating on it? Humana, 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 backpedal, backpedal, Uh He's on another call right now. Can you hold? Sure, I'll hold. Okay, the guy says, uh, all right, well, uh, can you take it back to the detailer and, you know, let, let us know if, uh, if, it's, if it's not going to be okay? Uh, uh, we'll, uh, there was a miscommunication. Uh, uh, we'll work something out. <laughs> we'll work something out. I'm going to need well, you to write something down. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wrote, so I, at least I logged the issue. Mm -hmm. Didn't have a chance because this is like 3.30 or so at this point in the day, you know, in the afternoon. I didn't have time to go and check it out. Um, so uh, I, and then the next day was yesterday, which was the major snow apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have a uh, chance to, um, you know, go yesterday, and today I'm kind of busy, so it's going to be a little while before I can actually get there to have them give their professional opinion and see if it was, you know, if any damage was done on that. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, I got a customer satisfaction survey. <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> no smiley face. <laughs> a, a straight face. <laughs> Uh, I did not give them a, a no no straight face. Uh, oh, it's a frowny face, isn't it? <laughs> it was a frowny face, and I got an email saying, "I hope this email finds you well. I wanted to follow up with you regarding your Tesla roadside experience. First and foremost, I want to thank you for taking the time to provide feedback. We're very proactive in using our feedback and improving our roadside program. Blah blah blah. There was no additional information listed aside from the subpar scores you provided." <laughs> wanted to check in and see if you had any further details i'm like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you for your message i've been journaling extensively about my experience which i plan on covering in my blog and podcast <laughs> yeah. i'll be happy to share it with you when ready but for the moment here are the highlights <laughs> <laughs> and i gave him a very watered down version of what uh you know or a mm -hmm. boiled down of what we've gone what i've been going through in the last several minutes mm -hmm. so he said oh thank you very much um you know like uh do you have any do you have that video of the um the 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 car you know hitting the nose and i sent it 
He says, oh, yeah, thank you for the quick reply. Um, he says, oh, I, I listened. That, that clink sound thinks to be coming from the tires pushing the flatbed down onto the pavement. Would that be your assessment? Well, dude, if that was my assessment, <laughs> I wouldn't have complained about it. Now, would I? Yeah, we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So I told him, no, I haven't yet uh, you know, been able to investigate. And uh, he is not commenting on the problem with washing the car either. He's avoiding that. And, and you know, to his defense, that's not a roadside assistance problem. That's mm -hmm. a service center problem. So I understand that. Yeah. Anyway, now I have my car back. I drove it uh, two nights ago to a local gas station to get it inspected because Massachusetts law is brilliant and doesn't allow you to do inspections at a dealership or at a service center from the um, from the uh, manufacturer. Okay. So I had to take it to a gas station, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then the, you know I started to make up for it with the wow factor because I had the car back itself out of the gas station and come get me, which was <laughs> part of the appeal. So at least you know now I'm getting to have some of the fun with the Batmobile style features. Mm -hmm. and, um, that was nice because one of the other guys working, one of the attendants, thought that like the e-brake had been released and that the car was <laughs> like rolling away on its own. <laughs> like no, dude, Oops. it's okay. It's just going to pick me up. It's good. It's good. So I'm hoping that, you know, I've turned a corner and that now I can start to actually enjoy my car again. Mm -hmm. uh, although in this weekend of predicted record low temperatures, I'll probably just let it sit right where it is and not uh, not push my luck. Yeah. So what do you ha when will you have your home charger? Uh, I'm not sure. I need to first clear it with the trustees of the condo association and make sure that they're cool with me sticking this little um, thing. And I'm not going to go for a full-on Tesla charging thing. I'm just going to do one little 240-volt outlet. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason I don't want to spring for that super big expense yet is I'm not really sure what the plans are for that bike path that's supposed to be coming <laughs> right in my backyard. Uh-huh. So it affect my plans and which side of the house I want to put it on. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I figure I don't know how much it's going to cost to put in a 240 volt outlet, but I figure it's going to be cheaper than, you know, it, I know it will be cheaper than putting on the full on, you know, home charging station. Yeah. And also less conspicuous. Mm -hmm. So, that's so, well, that would have, <laughs> I guess that would have made it, made your life a little easier if you had that in already. It would have. It would have. And again, that part, I understand that I'm responsible for that. that yeah, was on you got me. that. You know, I got that. But I had it all <laughs> planned. It's not like I was down to five miles of range <laughs> and had nowhere to go. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, I own this one. But, you know, Tesla, you did advertise that I would be able to charge this thing at one of your stations. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. clears throat> so, yeah. <laughs> Ah, yeah. well, that's good. So that's my experience so far with my uh, my first ever, you know, luxury high end luxury car that I bought. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. My I've got a '97 uh, Z71 four wheel drive gets me 14 miles to the gallon, and I have a 300 mile range. <laughs> Bada bing. Bada bing, and I kill dinosaur remains every time I start it up. <laughs> Well, I do too, just not quite as directly. Yeah, it's indirectly coming around. I'm indirectly killing dinosaurs. Yours was a result of fracking. 
Oh boy! That's so funny. actually, I was going to talk about a nifty, uh, uh-huh. and um, I think actually I'm going to wait on that one. I'll save it till next episode. Okay. Uh, but we'll call it. Uh, we'll call my Tesla Model S my nifty for this week and leave it at that. Okay. So so tell us some of the cool things you mentioned. It it came and picked you up. What's what's a couple of the other cool things that you really like? Autopilot. Mm-hmm. So the, describe the that assistance feature. Um, you know what cruise control is, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's the same thing, except it will the even if you're using just the regular cruise control in mm-hmm. the Tesla, it will slow down and stop if a vehicle ahead of you stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, autopilot adds uh, the uh, additional feature of keeping you uh, in your lanes and driving and steering for you. Okay. How and do, that's really cool. How does it know? Does it sense the line? I mean, does it have an eye on the lines? Cameras and sonar. Okay. Sonar. Yep. Nice. So, yep. It's pretty slick. Or maybe it's even radar. Now I forget. It's not LiDAR. LiDAR is being used by, I think, the Wemo folks and the Uber ones. I forget, or at Google, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I don't remember, I think it's sonar and, and cameras is now I'm, I don't, I'm guessing right now and I've forgotten, Yeah. So but one, I know the different one driver ping, looks common. Mr. Nicolaitis. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Um, but anyway, uh, the autopilot feature works really well. It's really slick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're only supposed to use it like on the highway where you know you're doing like single direction of traffic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, works pretty darn well. And um, you know you're supposed to keep your hands on the wheel. I am not one of those jackasses who set you know set it up and then immediately jumped into the back seat of the car and filmed Went it and posted it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, no, and that doesn't. You know, it. it um, if you take your hands off the wheel for more than a couple of minutes, it complains at you. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to be still somewhat engaged. Yeah. Um, you know, that said, it's 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 nice having that capability. You know, it's like I'm not falling asleep behind the wheel, but it's actually kind of nice to know that if I did while it was running, that I'd have a bit of a co-pilot. Yeah. 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 You have a better chance. <laughs> exactly. So um, it is pretty cool. Um, and like I said, it has the summon feature, so you can summon it out of a parking spot and mm-hmm. gradually, you know, comes itself to come, you know, comes forward to you. Uh, it has an auto park feature, but I haven't, um, I've not actually used that. Mm-hmm. But if you're driving in a place where it detects public parking spots at less than 15 miles an hour, it will tell you when you've passed a parking spot, mm-hmm. and you can stop and push the button, and it will park itself. So it'll it'll do parallel so, parking for you. It will do parallel parking for you, and I'm really excited about that. I want to try that out and see just how you know how good it is. I mean, I'm pretty good at parallel parking, but every now and then I mess it up, and yeah. you know, you get out of the car and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like 18 inches away from the curb. And, you know. <laughs> so it, I'm really curious to see how good a job it can do. Mm-hmm. So that'll be pretty slick. Um, it is controllable by my phone. So, um, uh, you know, like instead of having to carry a key or a key fob with you, you can do it all from the phone if you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a GPS, you know, tracker built in, so low jack built in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got a huge 17-inch display in the middle, you yeah. know, in the dashboard. 
mm -hmm. which it uses as the backup camera, okay. which is awesome. So that's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of really cool features. Um, you know, a lot of stuff that has been standard in cars for a while, but you got to remember that I had a 2005 um, uh, Subaru, you mm -hmm. know, so a lot of stuff that I didn't have, like, you know, collision warning, collision avoidance, um, programmable power seats, mm -hmm. which is really cool. That reminds me of, like, the, um, in the first Christopher Nolan uh, Batman movie, the part at the end where – uh, Commissioner Gordon, well, at then what, Lieutenant or Captain Gordon, I forget. Jim Gordon gets into the Batmobile, mm -hmm. and you know, normally he's seated, but then it moves into like a front uh, prone position, you know, like for getting <laughs> ready for firing and stuff. Uh -huh. It's sort of like that. I get in, and the seat and the steering wheel come together and get right to the, you know, the right height. So that's pretty cool. Cool. Um, like I said, when using the um, the 17 inch split display for the backup camera is mm -hmm. quite impressive. You yeah, because you can see better than you can just looking out the back window of the thing. Because the, the back window is actually it's it's kind of small. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but using the camera is pretty pretty slick, and uh, performance wise, it's not bad. It's a very heavy car, and the center of gravity is really low. Um, and even though I have a rear wheel drive in uh, the albeit very limited slick conditions that I've driven it in, it's handled really well. Mm -hmm. So, um, so far, you know, technology wise, uh, if we can uh, just make sure that I keep the battery topped off, I think uh, <laughs> it's going to, it's going to serve me well. Yeah. What about, um, so I listen to a lot of audiobooks with audible. So does your yep. phone, you can play right through your phone. Oh yeah. It's no Bluetooth capability right off the bat. Yeah. USB I, interface if you want to. That's one bummer about my 97 Chevy is that I'm doing an FM modulator. So yeah. I get to change channels a lot <laughs> when yeah. I pick up interference. Been there, done that. Mm -hmm. So yep. that'd be nice. I'd like to, well, I could fix that. I could just put in a radio that supports a USB jack and then be done. But there you go. Yep. But yeah, I, haven't I, done that. I lived through the FM modulator for a long time. You know, <laughs> FM, FM transceiver there, transmitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, but no, it's uh, it's nice and it detects my phone pretty well. And um, I'm sure that this is a setting, um, but it automatically starts playing. And it's I think it's it's faster than any other car I've gotten into. A um, couple of other cars I get into, you know, Bluetooth pairs, but it often can take like a couple of minutes. Oh, yeah. And, you know, but this time it's like generally I get ready to go and boom, it starts playing. So it pairs pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and it has a web browser built in. Huh. And they don't stop you from using it while the car's moving. <laughs> now, I stop me from using it while the car is moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the built-in navigation is nice because it's Google Maps. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about paying $1,000 every year or whatnot to update. You know, it's updated as, as soon as Google updates it. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, technology-wise, it's it's really good, and I'm sure that you know, as I work out the bugs on my end, it will it will begin to serve me better. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm excited once again now that I've gotten over this initial hurdle. <laughs> well, that's cool. So we'll have to hear the detail. I mean, hopefully it'll be very uneventful and just fun from here on out. Oh, <sighs> please. <laughs> Oh, well, very good. So you'll have to. I also need a picture. I don't. Ha we don't have any snow down here. So any. Oh, 
Uh, I got you. I, I, I can hook you up. <laughs> I got, got plenty of those for you. All right. Yeah, so send me, send me a picture. I'll post that. Um, do you want me to put you a... There you go. Well, very good. Well, I think uh, I think that's going to wrap us up for the day. Cool. I think this was a successful episode. Let's quit while we're ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you got a big got big plans a weekend. You're gonna gonna you're not going uh, anywhere. Just keep warm. I'm picking the lady up from the airport tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting a massage on uh, on uh, Sunday. Okay. And that's all I have in the calendar right now. Um, we were going to talk about fitnessy stuff, but uh, we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah. Next episode. Yeah. We've, yeah, we'll we've gone to... plenty long on this one, I think. We'll have to hear about. We got to hear about your yoga instructor classes. We got to hear about Krav Maga now that you're up to a whole nother level. Uh, now, now that I now that I know everything. <laughs> now that you know everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, there, <laughs> well, there, there's seven levels of black belt, right? So you just hit level one. <laughs> it's Dante's Inferno. <laughs> yeah, I say, if anything, it just means that I've started over. That's all. <laughs> well, very cool. Well. All right. I think it's I think it's your turn. All right. I think I'm going to say thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful new year. We'll talk to you next week, and I'm going to hit the big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.